Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our premiere episode. Man whore, man whore. Everybody wants to be a man whore. Man whore, man whore. A man whore on Lala's land. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining me on my very first inaugural podcast episode. It's amazing that you finally cut the dead wood loose, got rid of the bad talent, and here you are in your own solo act. And I got you as my very first guest. How could I be so lucky? Well, I was the only one available. Shh, don't say that. Today on Lala's Land, we're going to talk about sex. sex. We're not going to talk about nerdy crap, because that was the other show. Not this show. We're going to talk about sex. It's are a whole you, new world. Are it's you ready? Lala's Land. Do you want to talk about sex? I'd like to talk about sex. All right. I want to know if you have a sexual hero. Oh, wow. Uh, hmm. Uh, hmm. Or do you like to dress up as a hero when you have sex? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very much in the, uh, okay, you know what? This looks good. Let's get out of all our clothes. Oh, that's, a, that's good. Naked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Naked's like good. Naked. But you don't like role-playing? Because I'm really into role-playing. So if I showed up in a Wonder Woman costume, would you role-play with me? I would. You would? Yes. All right. Because I would definitely rustle. That magic lasso out of your hands? Yeah? Yes. And you would be obedient. I... You'd be forced to obey. You'd be forced to tell the truth. You... Oh. And now I know what Dirty Little Wonder Woman wants. Because she had to tell me the truth. I don't want to play truth or dare in my sex games. <laughs> <laughs> we can make sure that you, you can't talk very much. You just... Put your mouth to use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shh, 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 No, no. There you go. There you go. For the podcast listeners, he had his hand above his crotch, <laughs> making the movement of the up and down. You know what I'm talking about. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. All right. What is your biggest sexual fear? Um, of course, like any man, would be to be disappointing. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's chemistry. And oh. chemistry between you and one partner and you and another partner is consistent. And even if one of the great mistakes young men make is they've learned a technique. Well, now that technique will work on every woman. It's a one-size-fits-all. And that's not how sex works. True. So the fact that maybe I have a signature move, you know, big, strong thighs and big, strong buttocks and a lot of power move, that's not for everybody. Sure, it's popular. <laughs> it's been popular with uh, my partners, but that doesn't mean that's for everybody. That's not everybody's baggage tricks. Yeah. Yeah. So your fear is that you just wouldn't be it, incompatible and i have had a partner i felt i was incompatible with really yes you just never could please her it, it basically what it no yeah he would he liked it the <laughs> the problem was that i had again i had uh, moves and techniques and things that i always used to great success and this was to me how you had sex with people and it got a lot of uh, pushback and no, 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 it's, it's too much, it's too fast, it's too intense, it's too, too, everything was too much. Oh. And then it left me with that feeling, I don't know what to do. Right. Lala, probably, what the hell are you doing with my equipment? What, who the hell are these guys? What, get out of here, this is my show. What? No. You, this, just, what the, you can't just show up and hook up a microphone. What do you mean? This is our equipment. You can't bombard this show. This is Lala's land. This is our show. Thief grabber. Oh, wait. She didn't consent to that. Uh, I like CNZ. Wait. The, the Canadian National Zoology Broadcast? What? Well, yeah, sure. I like that, too. <laughs> what the? 
Lala, I think you meant C and C. If you listened and stayed on the Gotham Press podcast, you would know what that is. I do know what that is. She's got a pretty good thing going. I was listening at the door for a while before you came, and it was, I mean, it's not bad. I have a great sexual guest. Shock. Who came in? <laughs> oh, shit, me. Okay, yes. Shock. Sure, you, sure. Right, right. You've been our guest for years. He's mine now. He doesn't want you anymore. God, I hate when mom and dad fight. <laughs> Where's my crop? <laughs> You, you know can what, have Lala? it back if you come back to the podcast. I don't want to. No, this is my sh- Lala's land. Lala. Hmm. Guess what? Chicken butt. Get your ass back to the Gotham Press right now. No, you can't make me. Shock, help me out. Okay, it's time I come clean with you. What? This is an intervention. No. You've been on your own too long. What? <laughs> All the fans are crying for you to come back into the fold. I've had it's time 10 to return. minutes of a podcast of my own. Yeah, the ratings came in. It wasn't a good thing. They couldn't come in. <laughs> it's the modern age. These things are fast. Lala, do you think the shock will lie to you? No. So get your ass back to the Gotham Press podcast right now. Candy misses you. Mm. I heard Candy has a sweet box. She does. And how could you abandon Lucy for long like that? You just walked out on her. Oh, you guys are making me feel bad. Fine. Wait, let's hear it all the fans. Yep, they're calling you back. Fine, fine, fine. It's, it's no an more ensemble. Laws. No more La La's Land. Warning, this is an adult-oriented podcast about really perverse things like communication and consent. If you are under 18 and looking for answers to questions about sex or kink, please visit scarletteen.com. For the Dude Bro listeners, this is the nerdy shit. Fuck off. From Bakersfield to Mount Olympus, Gotham Press talks naughty business, sexual topics to explore your whoredom, good if you're new or a kinky Yoda, Gotham Press Podcast, the dirty kinksters your parents warned you about. You know what, Lala? What? We will come to an accord on this. We'll give you your own section for Lala's Land in the future. Where I can meditate and send people on a magical journey in their mind? I mean, if that's what you want to do with it. <laughs> Talk about sex? On a nice, mossy creek bed? Though, I did hear part of the intro from Shock, and that was great. He's amazing, right? Why do you think I got him? <laughs> um, because you're cuter than me and Thief? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, hold on, hold oh, yeah. on, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you guys are adorable. Yeah, there's no context. Yeah, I'm aware of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Besides, have you seen her vagina? It is amazing. They haven't. Have not. I have not. Oh, God. I kind of feel sorry for you guys. You should. (laughs) You should. Well, here's the thing. If we did see it, I'm pretty sure uh, Bradler would (laughs) come and get us. Bradler. (laughs) Bradler the Rattler. (laughs) Brad liked the idea of me having my own show. I, there's going to be people now that are like, give her her own show. That's why we're giving her her own section oh, in okay. the Gotham Press. How long? Like two minutes, two and a half minutes? However long she decides to talk with whatever guests we can get for her. Oh. You're, you're such a valued member of the team. You get two and a half minutes. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, there are women that complain about not even getting that much. That's true. Yeah, but there's a lot of men who think that that's all night, too. Oh, those poor guys. And 10 inches. They think it's all night and 10 inches. <laughs> Well, so Lala, you, you've totally boycotted my show, so I have all these questions. I may as well ask all of you. Okay, on the Gotham Press podcast, you can do all of that. And we 
are back. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest episode of the Gotham Press Podcast. The season six premiere. <laughs> episode one, just like La La's Land. There you go. Um, not La La's Land. You know what, La La? Huh? We will name this episode La La's Land in your honor. Perfect. All right. I'm okay with that. All right. Yay. Welcome back, Gothamites. We missed you. I missed you. I missed you. I wasn't here last week because they kicked me off. They left me by myself and I had to I had to scrounge around and find a guest and get all my stuff worked out all by my own lonesome. And you did very well. Thank you. Stole one of our guests. <laughs> you stole our equipment. Well, I just borrowed it. We've already established I'm a man whore. So. <laughs> man whore. That's the entry song of my show. That is the entry my song. My not a show. Of your show and your section on the Gotham Press. Okay, perfect. All right. You guys want to talk about sex? I mean... Or did you want to talk about nerdy stuff? You talked about both already. I didn't talk about anything nerdy. Okay, Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, gosh, I did. Nerd nerd stuff in sex. Yes. I mean, you know... Well, yes, but this was under the guise of role-playing. Yeah. That's... When you go into your closet and you break out your Wonder Woman uniform, mm-hmm. and the, the, you got to have the tall boots. Yeah, of course. Boots make the outfit, And right? the golden lasso. The golden lasso. Well, the question and is, the armbands and the headband. Well, the question is, which version of the Wonder Woman outfit? Uh, With pants or without? 70s. No pants. Oh, definitely not the long no pants. pants. No. No, no pants. Mm-hmm. No, the little unitard, little skimpy thing. Okay. Red, white, and gold. Either, either the, the booty shorts or, or the original Red, gold, and blue. Either the booty shorts or the original skirt. Oh, the skirt is cute. The skirt was cute. And I kind of have a booty, so I probably would want the skirt. And yeah. I, and I like looking up skirts. <laughs> he does. I do. Hey, Except there'll shop. be a unitard under it, so you won't be able to see the coochie. Well, if we were role-playing, there wouldn't be. You could just cut that part off. I can off. cut that off. I have a knife. You do, and you've done it before. I have. Shock? Is it you made out of knives? adamantium? <laughs> is or is that? Of... Oh, no, that's a different thing. Sorry. <laughs> You are mixing up your comic brand, sir. They're not mine. You've torn a hole in the fabric of the universe, right. and the the different dimensions have intermixed, where adamantium is now part of the DC universe. And frankly, <laughs> I'm not a fucking fan of this. <laughs> All right, I guess we're talking about nerd stuff. I mean, no. thank you for bringing that up. He said adamantium. You said Wonder Woman. I did. Say, say it again. And I don't know how to say it. <laughs> it sounded like Adam Ant and then something. I wasn't going to call her out this time, but thank you. Adamantium. Adamantium. So what are your questions Adamantium. about sex? We've already started down this road. What are your questions about sex? Well, what would you change about your sex life if you could? I'd have one. You, you'd Aww. have one. Yeah. Listeners, if you feel like... Awesome. <laughs> Would you like to? <laughs> Did you just cut me out? Well, I was just staring at you as I said that, and I realized that I was looking at you when I said that. And I, I think he wants he did, to have. He did have a dreamy look in his eyes. I got to tell you, I, it's true. I was not looking at how all badly, that. How badly do you want help tonight? <laughs> wow, wow. So let, let me try this again. Hey, listeners, do you think Thief is hot? You should tell them all about that on our Discord. No, don't do that. If you're into cuddly bear guys, or you can even call. Candy, sweet, sweet box, and let her know how much you appreciate and admire Thief. And you could also give a review on Lala's Land. 805-303-1173. Look, you fit in so well here. Uh, <laughs> just because I know the phone number? <laughs> well, I know the phone number, but you sound cute when you say it. No. Oh. Did you have any sponsors for the Lala Land? Well, I'm sure J and JW Paddles would come to me. And still brought passies too because he kind of likes me. Wait, go to like you're taking be, our sponsors too. <laughs> yeah, 
It's well, a good she, thing we well, got she, you back. She has the Patreon login code. That's all she really Plus, <laughs> Brad's been working on a lot of stuff, so he's going to have a store pretty soon, I That's think. That's true. Yeah. Oh, you said Brad. Brad. I thought you said Brad. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Brad store. The Brad, Brad, the Brad, Brad store. store. I don't know. Yeah. Brad's toys. But you know what? She forgot one. What? Who? Oh, Beastings. Piercing, <laughs> piercings by I, B. I want to call her Beastings. I don't know why. It's like embrazened in my head. Sorry. Wait, embrazened? Embroiled? No. Embrazened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good enough. It Close works. enough. Close enough. <laughs> bedazzled. <laughs> She's got a sparkly the brain, mind. The brain bedazzler now from Ronco. <laughs> now it's a sparkly bee in my brain. A sparkly bee in your brain. Okay. <laughs> what, tell me. what Beastings. Bee what what about bee stings? Piercings by bee. Piercings by bee. Okay, yes. Why can I never say that? I just. But you say just did. Bee stings. Well, this will help. Picture her standing in front of you She's in so some hot. skin tight pair of I know, pants. I know. Damn it. And that booty that's She's, just you know will not stop. A little mouth watering. Amazing. Has this amazing fluid movement to right? it. Right. So if oh. you need and then a who can think of anything after that? Just. I mean, imagine her. I've seen me. anemic thing about things about lacing up those boots of hers. Oh man, mm, anemic likes that. Mm-hmm. 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 We're just calling you out, anemic. <laughs> yep. All right. So, so sex. So he would have a sex life. That's what he would change. Mm-hmm. What would you change about sex? I would be ever hard. Really? Wouldn't that be painful? Wouldn't you be lightheaded all the time? Wouldn't you be dizzy? Wouldn't you be able to not to think? Ah, but you you didn't say. I mean, like during the act, I would be ever hard. Because, you know, sometimes guys have... So, erections on demand? Erections on demand. Nice. That'd be handy. How about I you mean, shot? you could use your hand and then it would be... <laughs> yep. Which I have gotten good at because, you know, sometimes you have more than just one trick in your bag. I like Like tricks. the other hand? That's <laughs> 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 uh, uh, perfect. Ah, uh, good old Pamela. <laughs> Pamela. Um, Shock, do you have... Uh, anything that you would change about your sex life? Uh, because of our complicated situ- situation at home and and the almost in total lack of privacy, more opportunity. Yeah, that would be the, that would be the thing I'd currently change. Yeah. yeah. Did we get one from you? What I would change? Yes. Oh gosh, I would have more of it. I'm kind of in the situation shock is I don't have privacy and I don't have somewhere safe to go to just have sex when I want it. So. Well, see, as a child of the 60s and 70s, I I was confused because obviously there's all these children around. People were having sex. But at the time, it was like there could be no outward expression of it in front of the children. So I never saw anything that looked sexual uh, until I started dating someone. Now, did you have to learn everything on your own at that point? Oh, yeah. Wait, was there no pornography back then? Um, Well, if you wanted to go to a bookstore. But I lived in the country. And uh, was way too young, so that just wasn't a thing. I do remember at some point uh, as a young man, uh, I'm staying with a cousin, and we're in this tiny, tiny little town just west of Bakersfield. It's itty bitty, tiny little town, and we're out roaming around the streets at night because that's what you do when you're bored. And we run into some other kids, and one of them had found a hardcore adult magazine, probably had been brought over the border from Tijuana, something like that. And they're opening it up, and they're looking at the pages. And, and this isn't peekaboo Betty, uh, Betty Page stuff. This is hardcore fucking, right? And they're like, oh, look at this. This is gross. Oh, who'd want to do that? And I'm like, I want to see everything. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but you're Trump. also embarrassed to go give me. And I was the probably the smallest kid there too, so I wasn't ah. like I could just pull, pluck it out of someone else's hands. I wanted to see every single page and study them like this is a Pruder film. I wanted to know everything about this thing. I remember when I was a teenager, there was a video store. Now, listeners, if you're not old enough to remember video stores, ask somebody what Blockbuster was. <laughs> video killed the radio star. Go on, go on. So this would have been the late 90s. Um, went to the video store, a friend of mine. Now, I hadn't been to this particular store. So he's like, we have to go to this one. Why? We have to go to this one. Why? Just come with me. Okay. So we get there and he's like, go ask the clerk about anything. Okay. So I started talking to the clerk and out of the corner of my eye, I see him like sneak through these like swinging doors. Yeah. <laughs> and then like later on, I like, I started talking to the clerk and I like walk back towards the movies and he comes out and I'm like, what was all that about? He's like, look at this showing me the case for a porn. Like, Oh, that's what's behind the doors. <laughs> was he able to rent it or he just wanted to show you the naughty pictures? He, he, he was just, well, we can rent it. We're too, we're both underage for that. Did he steal the insert? He did not. Oh, okay. No, he what well, he did, after he showed him, he just kind of left it on the rack for somebody to find. But he, <laughs> but he managed to sneak sneak into the taboo area and come out with actual pornographic imagery in his hand. Yeah, he was a champion. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Lala, did you have porn when you were younger? Um, I know we we've gone over your. Um, upbringing right so this one time we went on a field trip to a friend's ranch i lived in the country as well i, I was just waiting for her to say this one time at band camp no <laughs> i never went to band camp um drama um, club though the drama club theater technical theater uh oh, wow, there was a. <laughs> so they had co- that's where the costume love came from yes <laughs> um anyway on this ranch there were twin twin boys that i went to school with and they had an older brother and they took us into his room and there was a picture of a girl with a jean jacket on, but it was open and she had nothing on under it. It was pretty hot. I remember thinking was that's it, was freaking hot. Was it a poster hot. for the the movie The Legend of Billie Jean? Billie Jean? No. Oh, okay. It was his girlfriend. Pretty... It was just oh. a little picture, like a snapshot, like ah. a, maybe even a Polaroid. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. It was. Could you could you see muff? No, no, no. She she was wearing bottoms. Just you could see her breasts. Completely. Completely. Okay, so she had pulled it open. She pulled open the jeans. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Right. yeah, it was sex. I remember thinking how sexy it was and and not sure why she would do that, but I still thought it was sexy. And so something I've thought about in the years with me growing up after Polaroids were not really a thing anymore, how many of those uh, kiosks where you have to take your film to go get developed, did they just like, stop like, I'm going to make a double copy of these? <laughs> That's make. the chances you took. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a it was a roll of the dice. Not that I particularly did it, but I knew people that did. You take it in. Sometimes you'd get your naughty pictures back. Sometimes you would just never get your film back. Yeah, and you really, really? didn't know if some. Yeah, because what were you going to do? Complain? Oh, by the way, Matron, my uh, my hardcore porn I <laughs> snapped with my. Uh, uh, 35 millimeters missing. Where, where did those get off to? I mean, and no one, you know, basically people just went, well, I guess they're not here and just leave. Well, most but, of the, the places do had a, a policy against developing nudes. Oh, they wouldn't do it just yeah. to save them the hassle of anything coming back or blowing back. And you have to imagine that even if you, somebody did run off a copy for themselves, this is back in the day before the internet. So it didn't really matter. Some stranger had nudes of your girlfriend. That's, I guess that's it, it was a very low op, uh, possibility it was going to end up in a magazine and some uh, adult bookstore somewhere, but right. not a zero. That's true. Yeah. And, I, and, and less likely that someone you knew would see it. 
Yeah. True. Right. Yeah, there was a photo mat up by Sears that would had one guy in there that would de- de- develop naughty photos. The guy. The guy. <laughs> I was going to say, like, could you imagine being, as you say, the guy with your own photo mat? It's like, hey, if you got, I'll get, I'll get it for you, but I want to copy for myself. I think I would go for that. Like, sure, as long as I get my pictures, have a picture. So you, we, you mentioned Polaroids. So <clears throat> back in the dark ages, 1979, the way my now in-laws found out that I was having sex with their daughter was to reach into her purse sitting in the kitchen counter to get something. I still don't know to this day what the excuse was and found the Polaroids she'd taken of me sitting in my Mustang while we were out for a drive. <laughs> Was your penis out? And rock hard. Ooh, and I'm nice. wearing my Letterman jacket that I still own, by the way, and still mostly fits. <laughs> yep. Uh, That's hot. I need to get skinny. My, Levo, my Levi 501's pulled down, the erection standing straight up, the, the Letterman jacket in sight, there's the Mustang I want to see that panel. picture. Oh, well, she didn't get those back from her parents. Shut up. No. That sucks. Oh, they were so fucking mad at her. Oh, my gosh. So, let me get this straight. They were upset with her. Mm-hmm. So upset, in fact... That they allowed you to marry her? A year and a half later, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, they kept the photos. They probably threw They probably away. stared at them. I would. <laughs> maybe the wife did. <laughs> maybe the wife did. <laughs> or maybe the dad did. We don't know. <laughs> All right. I have another question. Yes. Okay. If you had a, a sexual warning label on yourself, what would it be? Uh, caution. Very little embarrasses me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a very similar one to that, actually. <laughs> they. Mine would just say, warning, terrified. I mean, that's a reasonable we, thing. We need to circle back to that. Okay. <laughs> okay, Lala? Um, can't handle this. Wait, can't, they, they can't handle you or you can't handle them? Can't hand, they can't handle me. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll need to clarify warning, that. Warning, you can't handle this. That was great. Let's do that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good the second time. One more. One more time. Keep uh, going. And I want ask- more. I need more. I want more. Come on, let's go. <laughs> and as for me, uh, a warning label tries. <laughs> Aw, that's cute. I mean, I try. You try everything. I'm willing Once, to try. Right? I, but that, that seems more like a flare button you'd wear on a <laughs> set of suspenders. I try hard. <laughs> <laughs> See, it depends on how you take it. <laughs> Wait, that did not sound right after I, heard, after I heard myself say it. Wow. You said you'll try anything. I know. You stop that. <laughs> he needs help tonight. I know. <laughs> I am not We're going to try some new things. I am not interested in. Anything sexual with another man. Let's see how far man. this heterosexual thing goes for you. We need to test the balance. Let's push the buttons. 99.99 is not 100. That's, That's all true. I'm saying. Exactly. Wow. Shock. It <laughs> <Et> too, shock. <laughs> you know, I like to comically kick a guy when he's down. That's okay. Yeah, comically. Oh so goodness. circling back to oh. terrified. Yes, absolutely. Terrified of the intimacy of... of Not the intimacy, terrified of the removal of my clothes. Uh, Once they see the real you, they're going to run in terror and you'll be embarrassed. Mm, It's not even so much the the body image thing. It's it's just uh, past trauma and history and like the anxiety that comes with that. So like I'm fine. I can remove her clothes. I can do horrible, dirty, nasty, disgusting things to her all... Just without pause. Hold, hold on. Fist bump. Okay. Good job. But the moment my pants come off, well, not the pants, but underwear and everything come off, then it's just total like freeze up anxiety. Like, 
I'm, I can't do this. Like, this isn't going to go horribly wrong. Is it, run. is it about the exposure of the, the genitalia, or is it simply about not having this armor on to... I think it's the armor thing a lot. Actually, you know, I not exactly that, but I used to be kind of that way. Just because I was... For me, it was a body image thing. Because I, I was just thinking, like, well, I see what the girls usually go for, you know, on TV, you know, books, all that. It's like, yeah, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy at all. Those guys suck. Right, but at no the personality. T- but back in the day, I didn't know that. All I knew was this is what media is telling me that women want. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's that's not it for me at all. But it's it's what definitely if you a date under the blankets and did it. It doesn't matter. It well, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're, she's going to see at some it's, point. No, it's like a it's vulnerable dark thing. And you're under the covers. It doesn't matter. And you so, even put electrical tape over the radio <laughs> lights. So, over the radio lights? Heck yeah, I did that when I was. Wait, I don't the have radio, radio lights? Over the Alexa speaker? Alexis, whatever. Anything that has a blue or red light, you put electrical tape over it. Oh, that's like a thousand it? things in my room. The I'm, router, the uh, modem. I'm the just saying, all those DVR. give off light, so you gotta. You Power know. strips. If the electricity goes out, your room, the sound level in your room drops by yes. 50 decibels. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so because I'm broken and I like to help people fix things, invest in a, a, a pair of pants that are comfortable that you can cut the crotch out of so that your genitalia is accessible, but you're still clothed. And let me tell you something hmm. about this. As a woman, as a submissive woman, I love to be the naked one in the in the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to have sex with me and you're still wearing your clothes, that that is so sexy okay, to me. Okay, here's that is another so hot. Here's another like, thing. I don't know why. Here's another thing about it. Like you're too good to take your clothes off, but I'm just If it's just like a random thing, fine. It's if I'm in a relationship or with somebody that I know or care about is when panic ensues. That's when it happens. I was was actually going to say something real quick in regards to what Lala was saying. So I've actually done that before. Just like, hey, 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 take that off. Take that off. Okay. Yeah. Zip. Get over here. (laughs) Yeah, that's hot. The the only thing I actually don't like about that, and, and we had an episode like that at a swinging club a long time ago. Oh. Is when you're wearing, like, let's say a pair of dress pants or even jeans. And as you're trying to have sex, the bottom of the zipper is cutting into the base Ooh. of your yeah, fucking that's... dick where it disappears into your pelvis. I do remember Ouch. that. <laughs> that's very distracting to me. And that's different. You know, that could be a thing that's pinching enough that's like, you know what? I can't fucking focus. And the hard on wants to go away because son of a bitch. And you're constantly readjusting. That's the only thing I don't like about the sex with clothes on situation. Again, where a set of chaps comes in handy. <laughs> you know what that actually brings up something that I heard the other day about what happens when things like that happen mm-hmm. during sex when things just go off the rails completely not even that you were doing anything badly the sex itself could have been great or even if you're just doing a kink scene it went great but after the fact things just boom what the hell just happened when you when you suddenly realized that the mood that was in your head and you thought you were both sharing isn't really what's happening. And now you've come to this sudden realization that, oh shit, my partner is having a problem and, or I'm having a problem. And now what do we do? Yeah. That, or even, Hey, everything went great. And then immediately afterwards, something happens. It's like, oh shit, there was no way that I could have known that this 
was going to be a result of this fun we just had. Yeah, we had a shock and I in our former relationship had a situation like that where we were at a club in Vegas and we were having sex in front of a large a gathered crowd gathered of individuals people <laughs> and some of them were even touching themselves and it was very hot and steamy and you were was it the zipper it was the zipper yeah the zipper and he had to stop and and I I was a little irritable. I, want, <laughs> I wanted more. Give me the dick. Give was, me the dick. I was in the mood. I was in the mode. I had, I was on stage, you know, mm. and I felt amazing. And then, but here's the question. Shock. Did you injure yourself during this? Yeah, it actually uh, tore the skin slightly. Not, Ooh. not the penis, but where the, basically where the base of the scrotum attaches to the body because Ooh. my dick and my balls were out. Gotcha. So the zipper's cutting into the very base of the scrotum Ouch. down there? All I'm thinking of is that scene from um, something about Mary. Um, is yeah, yeah. About Mary? We, we have a bleeder. Yes. We have a bleeder! Yeah. yeah. No, no, it wasn't that. It was just... And uh, this situation was very much female nude, male uh, dressed. Cool. Because I was in a dress shirt and a nice set of slacks and a set of dress shoes. And she was I, I pretty much naked at that point. I think so, As yeah. I remember it, yeah. yeah. Uh, or, or just nothing but a skirt left on. So I'm in that mode with the belt on and everything. But in order to have sex, out comes the penis and the balls. Let's get all the mechanism out here on the table where we can work with it. And the zipper was like, yeah, dude, not now. <laughs> That's usually why from some of the porn I've seen, they'll usually have like either sweats or a button situation down there. Because that cuts away, that cuts out the zipper injury. Well, there's, there's plenty of porn uh, that is... In an office setting, and the guy's in his suit and his tie, and yeah. or his dress shirt and his tie and his slacks, and he's just having sex with the zipper pulled down. And I think of it every time, fucking time I see an image like Ouch. that. Ouch. The same thing with, and it's very common, is just pull her panties aside and fuck her. And that's not comfortable for a girl either. It, it's not comfortable for me because the the panties, the seam of the panties, yeah, are running on run my up. cock. Yeah. Now I need the fuckers out of the way. Which is where the knife comes in handy. Yeah, but yeah. I want those. I want those. And it's another reason why, I, basically, if I'm uh, in a relationship like that with someone, I, panties would you know, fucking shit at home. I don't yeah, and panties. if you wear them, he will cut them off and tie them to an apparatus in a dungeon. See, what I was thinking was <laughs> cut them off. Don't tie them to something. Gag. Oh, that was done too. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, well, and yeah. actually, at the time, she wasn't much for gags, so that wasn't yeah. that, uh, was a, that was a mm. again that comes with negotiation beforehand. Yeah. 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 Well, and then when things go wrong, there is there can be a tendency for either partner to become upset, to imagine in their head it's worse than it was, to put blame sometimes accurately, sometimes you know this individual was so lost in the moment they they did a thing they shouldn't have done that was thoughtless. Yep. And right. now we need to discuss it. We need to communicate. And usually that's, you need a little time to process. You need time to get out of the situation caused by the sexual excitement and or just the anger that's built up because one person missed cues from another person and to process it and discuss it without those things interfering. Do you, do you remember how that ended? I don't remember. We're, I don't think either of us were angry. You, you were, you were ir, ir, irritated at the situation, but you weren't angry at me. Good. And I was just disappointed that, God damn it, this was going so good, and this is just not, this just isn't going to happen. Yeah. Right. I don't say, like, I spoke on the podcast for, this is a couple of years ago now, where I was doing a scene with someone, and I was using a toy, which it was my first time using that one, and I have, I still have 
not that specific toys because that one went to her, but I have another version of it and I have yet to use it just because I got, I'm not afraid of it. I'm afraid of what could happen. It was a spiked paddle and the negotiation that we had prior was use it softly. But in the moment I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll just hit her just, just a light tap. Not realizing that a light tap was still even too much. And so from that one tap, she was bleeding. And so I had to stop the scene. And from what I remember, she was upset at the situation. And rightfully, she was a little upset at me because we had talked about it beforehand. And I obviously, I went off book. Also, listeners, if you negotiate it, please don't go off book unless you are 1000% sure whoever you're playing with is okay with that. Well, there's also another situation when you're playing with someone new. Yeah. They say softly, their version of softly and your version of softly can be two different things. Right. And though it's a bit medicinal, as it were, a little more like too much of a laboratory situation in that early learning stage, the one through 10 technique is really handy. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to do this impact with you or whatever it is. And you tell me, is that a one? What? You know, no big deal. Or is it a 10? You've gone over the top. And where does it fall in that range? And that can be very useful to help mitigate those situations in the future. I remember reading, um, I believe it was the new topping book. They were talking about something like that in there where she was watching a scene and she saw a guy, you know, actually it was two scenes. She saw one scene where he was being uh, the bottom and he was just taking it like a champ. And then she saw another scene, different guy, where all it was was just a little tapping. He was great. He was grand but she's like did she even do anything to him yeah and it was one of those oh that's all that he needed yep yeah it, it, whatever it takes to achieve the headspace so in uh, you guys have heard me say this because you're my friends and you've heard me teach class and that kind of thing yeah i am not a sadist in other words by the way conversation you guys had a half a dozen times recently i'm not a sadist i do not get sexual gratification from the act of hurting someone what I enjoy is putting someone in a headspace. Yeah. Now, if my one of those tools is pain or even intense pain, I'm perfectly comfortable with doing that. Yeah. So it can appear as if I'm a sadist because of how hard I'm willing to strike somebody if that is the thing that helps them get to their headspace. If that gets them to that point, go for it. And if it isn't, then that tool's not necessary for me. It's not required by me to beat someone hard in order for me to be in a good headspace. It's to get them in that headspace. That is my fucking rush. That's why pretty much every time before I have a scene with someone, even if I've done a scene with this person before, pull out the toy bag here, choose which toys we're going with tonight because tonight may not be a night that you want the paddle or the flogger or whatever other toy. I mean, Sadly, nobody ever wants a little fucker, and I don't understand why. I <laughs> oh, think I do. Thief does. I do. <laughs> Let's Again. do it to his tushy. Thief, are you are you still marked? A little tiny bit. Can we do it to your tushy? So every time you sit down, you feel it? No. Come on. So, Thief, I know you put that up on Discord. Did you put it up anywhere else? I don't believe so. You should definitely send me those pictures for that, and I can put them on the FedLife profile. Oh, okay. The Gotham Press. Awesome. Shock just said something very deep well i don't know i thought it was very deep when i heard it because it it's, rem- ju- it's just thick <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's deep also <laughs> but it, it reminded me that you can be a dom without beating the shit out of somebody like there's yeah. there's it does not a requirement 
of because spanking and impact is so uh, prevalent within the DS community. Right. That isn't all there is to DS. Impact isn't the end-all, be-all. And pain infliction isn't the end-all, be-all. Those are just tools. It can simply be control. Uh-huh. And control and surrender. Uh-huh. It can be sexual control and surrender. Yeah. It does not have to include that. <gasps> that is up to the negotiations between individuals. Nice. That is actually... Oh, That's sorry. Hot. Go ahead. That's so sexy. Oh, my God. <sighs> sorry. I just had a moment. That's why we stopped so they could hear that moment. <laughs> Well, look who's a dirty little girl. Uh, the control. Hmm. The, the control got me in trouble. The sexual control. What? Yeah. In trouble. With who? With. Well, you don't have to say who, but yeah, and, what, and, what, what an situation? Ex. How so? She liked to try to dominate. Like, so we would have like this power exchange where we both try to like take control of the situation. We had no idea what it was called did, at the time. Did you put on the Star Trek fight scene from the <laughs> no. episode? Uh, Pond Far, the episode we from Vulcan? No, you should have. Okay, was, that, was that the Pond Far episode? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I was going to say, it sounds kind of like a primal scene. It, it was, it, yeah, very much so. Uh, okay. A lot of nails, a lot of biting, a lot of like her wrapping is, her legs around me. Is it like and, MMA where the winner gets to fuck the loser? Because that's kind of what possible. it always looks like to me. So. There, there's actually a porn series about that. Oh, yeah. There should, they're bound to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Probably the original porn series. <laughs> she had said how she liked to have somebody take control if they could take control. Right. Ah. And so it came to a certain point where she was on her back. Her legs were around me. And she was like trying to hold me with her legs and pull me down. And so I just picked her up and spun her around and just put her face down and I guess the way it wasn't a violent act, but it was very much you are not in control here. And I saw a look of like fear in her eyes for just a split second. And it just, I just stopped. I was like, we're done. And she's like, uh, I'm sorry. And I said, no, something, I'm sorry. Like, I, and it freaked me out because I didn't know what happened. And I don't know what triggered inside of her to, to do that. And I, Again, I didn't know anything about headspaces or anything like that, so I just assumed that like it was a past traumatic thing because that's always what I come back to. So I just like put the stops to it, and, and well, we it, just stopped. And it's a loving thing to do that, to not just push ahead while you're you know, because you're taking care of your partner. But I'm curious, was she ready to stop, or was she surprised that you stopped? She was surprised, and then kind of freaked out that I got freaked out. You know, like ah. like she wasn't. Anger or anxiety about it? Not anger, okay. more concerned uh, because she didn't catch it. She didn't feel it. Did you have a conversation about it? Not really. Oh. I mean, I was younger. I didn't okay, really, I you know, I didn't know anything. I just knew it in the moment. And, I, and I, don't feel, a, I don't feel like people teach the vanilla community to communicate about sex properly. No. Right. You know, communicate no. about the washer and the dryer and the kids and the PTA meetings. But not about sex. You know, um, that actually reminds me. I forget which state it was. Hey, listeners, this is during the week of elections and a lot of things have been coming in. One of the states, they actually voted on the ballot to have more inclusive sex education. I do not remember which state it was off the top of my head, but I saw I was like, good job. Good fucking job. The state of, are you fucking sure that was in America? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, it was, which is great. (laughs) Since we're having all this sex talk. Yeah. I'm curious if you Girl ha- tastes good. Baby wipes work good too. Wow. Well those it. are great <laughs> answers to the question I wasn't going to ask. Um 
but maybe that does okay um do you do you have any bad habits bad sexual habits that that you know of that you're trying to break or that maybe your partner has that you wish she or he would stop doing or yeah guys get on the microphone and explain to me you how all your partners are fucking up (laughs) um i just because okay because we're watching um the queen's gambit right now okay and i don't want to spoil it too much but if you're not watching it then too bad well more importantly what is the queen's gambit spoiler alert it's a it's a chess tournament but it's it's awesome. Was it, it you on? You should definitely watch it. Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay. And it's a series. It's not a movie. <gasps> well done, and, Lala. And um, anyway, there's a character who has sex. And <laughs> afterwards, the partner starts talking about chess. Okay. And she's just in the moment. And she's enjoying She had enjoyed it. And she was like, oh, I'm spoiling this for you guys. But she says, oh, that's what that's supposed to feel like. Oh. And he's just like, okay, so next time you play chess, you should do this and this and this. And she's like, seriously, that's what you're going to talk about? Ah. Like, after, She's like floaty and happy and giggly and like, he's just talking about, he's talking shop. Right back to business. I'm and very I, jealous of him then. If he can do that to her and not even realize what he's doing and yeah. still have his mind on chess the whole time. Right. There are those Damn. people though that are that focused on a specific thing. Yeah, but also to be able to put her oh yeah and that that's what i'm talking about like yeah like she was just floaty and twinkly and twitter pated and he's just like yeah. so it just Rook takes queen it made me mad because like yeah wait it made you mad it at made him? me mad at him because he should have been cuddling her he should have made sure she was good what here's like I was gonna, sorry. <laughs> that bastard. I was going to say, how dare what? the writers create that fiction like that? <laughs> well, like you just said, fiction. That's the thing. There are guys that are that um, self-centered. Self. That wasn't what I was oh, going for, but that's thoughtless. close enough. Thoughtless. thoughtless. Yes. Thoughtless. Yeah. They don't realize, like, oh yeah, I should be doing this. Or there are guys that are just like. Well, I'm done. I don't need to do anything else. I got mine. Well, part of empathy is also being empathetic to your partner's needs once your needs are taken care of. Well, I mean, also like if so I've had I've had several partners and when when they finish, if if I haven't finished and they're done and they just want to roll over and go to sleep, that pisses me off too because I worked to help them get there. Right. So why are you not going to take the time and the effort to help me get where I need to go so I can also roll over and yeah. have a nice sleep? My thing is, like, when I've been intimate with women, if for whatever Both reason... times? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're funny, ah. Sean. You're very funny. <laughs> this is why we want you on the podcast, for the, for the hilarious moments. All right, Lala, it's not that funny. (laughs) (laughs) As everybody else laughs. laughs) I was going to say, no, one of the things that I've been doing for years now is I'm always like, I can get mine. I'm okay with that. Let me make sure she gets hers because. Not just one. I I didn't say just one. Let (laughs) me make sure she. But that depends on the partner. That's true. That's true as well. Because if she enjoys, then she wants to come back. Yes. If I just like fuck and i'm done then what the fuck she want me for that's just my outlook on it well if if all you are is a build up to something and then you you're done 
and she's just left with the buildup. Yeah. And uh, quite literally not the climax. Un- unless you've negotiated that. Her needs aren't met. <laughs> like I said, unless you've negotiated that. And in long-term relationships, there's always situations where, on occasion, both partners aren't getting off every single time. Right. You know, that those are long, but but those math averages need to be very closely balanced. And that should be a rarity. I have a question for Lala. Yeah. What happens if they're really trying, you know, they're down there waxing, polishing, they're doing everything they can. Wax on? Wax off. They've got the toys, two sets of toys, the batteries are dead already, the sun's getting ready to come up, and you still haven't got yours. At what point do you just be like, all right, you did enough, thanks for trying. Um, or do you just fake it and so they'll stop? Oh, oh do not fake I it. I don't fake it. I probably would help. Because I know what I know what will give me what I need. Why isn't that done more? Actually, I was going to say that's one thing that I'm I've grown accustomed to doing is, hey, if this isn't working for you, let me know what I need to do, because I can't read minds. Right. I can try to read body language, but if I if I'm not doing it right, let me know so I can change things up. I'm not one of those guys like as we were saying earlier. This is definitely going to work every time. And if somebody's like breathing starts to get really frantic and they're like yes 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 or right there right there right there don't go faster guys right don't go faster Stop. don't change position don't like if she says oh yes right there then do it right fucking there yeah. right don't move it's like sex panther 60 percent of the time it works 100 <laughs> percent of the time <laughs> so i i do have a bad habit that i'll share um brad is one of those energizer bunnies that can just go and go and go and go and he'll get me mine and mine and mine and mine until I'm done and so my bad habit is once once I get what I need or if I'm just tired because he's still going and I'm just done mm-hmm. I'll just lay there <laughs> and I'll just lay there I won't try anymore because like I don't know what you, to you, do you and beca- he just you, keeps going and I just I'm out I, of, so you become basically a fuck doll basically right. which I think for us that works but I don't know. Maybe I should ask him. Do Do you enjoy just being used as a uh, uh, as my friends say it? Um, comrag? No, not not the comrag. A masturbation tool. Oh. Yeah, I don't mind. Um, but I feel bad because there's a certain point where I just can't move anymore. Right. Because right. he's got I'm, he's got sweat pouring. He's hard at work, and she's just scrolling on her phone. No, well, no, no. I don't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not that person. I know. TV's I, not on. I, I radio's not on. And honestly. Except for people that are on uh, antidepressants, because antidepressants can have that effect on people. Uh, that's a rarity. That's a rare situation to be in in a in a male female relationship, where she has had multiple, 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 multiple orgasms, and he just hasn't had one at all. Right. Yeah. And that happens a lot. He'll just be done. He just won't finish. I never had antidepressants like that. The ones I had were like, all right, you're no longer even interested in sex to the oh. point where. It would be like three, four weeks, and I'd be like, wait a minute, I haven't jerked off. Let me go. This isn't working. This I'm not even, I don't even want to. What, what the fuck? No, I don't want this. There, Doc, change me. Like, put me back. I want to be suicidal. I don't want this anymore. <laughs> like, there, there, was a, there was a famous uh, swingers combination of medications is you would take a Cialis, and then what you'd have is half a Xanax. So over the weekend, you're always erect, but it took a long time for you to have an orgasm. Uh-huh. So you could be the stud muffin of the party all weekend. Shock, did you uh, participate in these things? No, I've, I've used Cialis before. Actually, it's, it's amazing. It's better than um, 
Uh, the original. The blue one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how come I can't think of that name off the top of my head? I, I can't think of it either. Viagra? Yes. Oh. Better than Viagra. I wanted to say prostate, but I knew that wasn't right. Pros- prostate. <laughs> the as little good, blue pool. Nothing's as good prostate. as your prostate. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Milk it. So, wait, Lala, oh, have yes. you milked a prostate before? Um, I tried once. Okay. I don't know. I'm guessing it didn't go well since you well, only said you tried. Yeah, I don't know that I... He enjoyed it, but I don't know that I was doing it right. I did, mean, if he enjoyed, then you did right for him. I mean, yeah. Did was, you enjoy the situation? Uh, no. Are you anxiously waiting to do it again? No. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that tells a lot. That yeah. does tell I quite would, a lot. I would. But, but it was a giving thing you did. Yeah. If yeah. yeah if, if I was asked, I would do it. I would try it again, but I was never asked to do it again. Because nothing makes you want to do it more than having your partner go, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean. Right, see if you can ask her to milk you. <laughs> I was going to ask you. No. Yeah, tonight. My my answer is no. <laughs> when you bend over to pick that cricket up? My answer is no. Oh. To pick that cricket up? That's so random. <laughs> the listeners Which are going to be like, that one? what? <laughs> cricket? Why are they playing cricket? What? Cricket? Is cricket? This... <laughs> it's a sticky wicket. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> when they play the cricket. The when cricket. they play the cricket. So, any other bad habits? I shared mine. Anybody want to fess up? I'm sure I have plenty. My general bad habit is I am oblivious to things. Unless I know for a fact this is where things are going, I default to, all right, nothing's happening. So you need strobe lights and semaphores? Pretty much. Okay. All right. So so you, you don't read your partner? Is that what you're I, saying? I try to, but I am... He also tries not to assume. Yeah, exactly. Because assumptions will get a, will get a, man, a man in trouble a lot faster. A lot faster than a woman in general. But if you're in a relationship. If you're in a relationship, yes. But what I've learned from experience is don't assume. Always ask. Make sure. I don't want to be asked. You don't. You may not want to be asked. And that's something that you talk about ahead of time. But you're also in a relationship. So. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying in a relationship, you have that conversation ahead of time at some point. Right. Like, but I hey, mean, with, with Lala, like she says, I don't like to be asked. But we know that it's not us that's going to be asking. You know, right, it's it's one of your partners, so she's already given consent to that partner. Right, yeah. and it, it's kind of yeah, so you just get consent to right, and that's what I'm saying. That to run amok. Well, now we're now yeah. we're back to communication between you and your partners. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's why I, I try to get that out of the way up front. Hey, I'm not a mind reader. I will tell them up front. I don't read minds. I try to read body language, but if I'm missing the mark. Let me know. Well, part of that conversation should probably also be that it, it, if in these relationships you're considered the top, and I, I'm, going, yeah, yeah, okay, that they're probably <laughs> expecting you to set the pace. He had to ask. <laughs> I'm not making that assumption. Oh, wow. I had to ask. Well, that's remember? actually not true. In my mind, I'm assuming he's the top, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not painting him in that goddamn corner. I'm getting the evil eye. But my point being, I that should have my own show. That there's a part of their fantasy, and this way you have to communicate. Part of their fantasy is that as the top, you'll be setting that pace. You'll be deciding when we get together, when we party, when I, when you spank, when you fuck, etc. Yes, I don't, I don't exactly. think he's listening to you. No, I heard every word he said. And actually, one of the relationships I'm currently in, we had that conversation up front. She was like, I don't want to make the decisions. Yes. You, you make the decisions. All right, perfect. I know where this is going. Now, Lala, huh. you laughing at me like that. I, I adore you. Uh-huh. Sure you. you do. You're so cute. That's the penis shrinker laugh right there. Um, <laughs> I'm just like. I just thought it was funny that he asked you because I had to ask you. 
long ago. I, I remember this. <laughs> I didn't. And, because you're so sweet. And, 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 and that's the thing. You're so giving and, and you do stuff. We've had, th- we've had this conversation on and, the podcast. And you don't Lala. swagger like a dick. Yeah, you, you're not a jerk face. I'm not, but the you're problem is face, that Dom. because I'm not that, we see what happens. People question like, is he really a top? And then when I actually bring out the top energy, people are like, oh. He's a top. <laughs> he actually is. Cool. But until then, everybody's like, mm, I don't know. He doesn't seem like he's the top. Like, that's what one reason why I can't get anybody that knows me to agree to, like, a CNC scene or a um, or an interrogation scene because I'm too nice. Yeah, thanks for that. One, one of the the oldest jokes about that is, you know, with that howdy duty face, you can only look so tough. <laughs> wow, I've never heard that. <laughs> well, see, the problem is that then it's howdy duty. <laughs> a it's shock? Howdy. Show your age. Well, howdy, howdy duty, duty predates me. This was a thing duty. I would hear about as a child. Oh. Howdy duty was a puppet show that was incredibly popular in the 1950s. I, I remember howdy duty time from television. I so, kind of, but I, I also realized that I didn't know what it was. So, so uh, ventriloquism. Listen, oh, it was a ventriloquist. That puppy oh, puppet I, was freaky. Did you say puppy? I did. <laughs> Actually, I take freaky. that back. I believe Howdy Doody was on strings. I believe he was a marionette. Marionette yeah. and yeah, freaky yeah. as heck. Don't <laughs> like puppets. So well, a, those kind. Marionettes. Freckle-faced, big ears, Ugh. big nose. Yeah. Cowboy hat or no cowboy, cowboy hat? hat? Cowboy hat. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. And, and a very famous thing, because okay, it was a children's show. It's Howdy And Doody it was incredibly time. popular in the 1950s when television was really bursting under the American scene. I was gonna say, yeah, it's I, Howdy Doody. I want to say that they had a uh, clip of Howdy Doody in uh, Back to the Future, the first one, when he went back in time. I think they had a clip of that while... Probably because probably, it was yeah. probably free to use at that point. Probably. Might be. Or this it was is, such a brief clip, it wasn't expensive. Yeah. This is totally random, but did you guys ever watch Davy and Goliath? I know yes. of Davy and Goliath. The I never Play-Doh watched it. Critters. Which I didn't realize it was uh, basically Christian indoctrination uh, um, for children. Yeah. yeah. Till I got and, and I think maybe even Gummy and Pokey was. Gumby? Although I watched a lot more Gummy and Pokey than I watched uh, Davy and Goliath. Gumby. <clears throat> oh, it is Gumby. Yeah. Yes. My Well, that's my speech. Gumby. Yes. <laughs> this is why I'm a dick, listeners, because I am a grammar Nazi. Was that the, the David and Goliath thing? Was that the one where... It was like uh, kind of like the original Clash of Titans with the claymation stuff, but it was they fought like a s- centaur or something. No, 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 no. It was That's little a boy different... and his dog, oh, okay. and, and the dog. dog would talk. Hello, Davy. Oh my gosh, oh. just like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> I, I really remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I was thinking of something and, and, else. Then. And there would be it was a sun, it was shown on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. and there'd be some small moral dilemma, and you know I think he frequently prayed for advice. And then the, he and the dog would talk it out, and there'd be a solution in Son like, of Sam. 22 the, minutes. The dog that's was great. Son of Sam. That's an accurate <laughs> description of Davy and Goliath. Was the original Son of Sam. Good to know. The dog was basically his conscience. Right. Yeah, yeah. to help him pick right from wrong. That's basically, terrifying. Right? Wow. Would you, would you I, I'd say that that's a pretty good description, yeah. Yeah. So the one I gleamed and, as a five-year-old. Sure. Right. So if the, you don't have a dog or Jesus in your life, you're fucked. <laughs> so here's Just according to the attorney general. Yes. <laughs> here's the problem. The whole time after I started laughing, all I was thinking was, um, Carl, oh, I kills no. people. <laughs> 
I love llamas. Yes. Llamas with hats? And actually, have you ever seen the TV series um, Moral Oral? Yes. Which you can watch on Hulu? Okay, so Moral Oral is a lot of the Davy and Goliath thing, whereas um, it is this, the notion is this little town that's watched over by God, and, and everybody goes to the same church, and they're all so Christian, and as you get to know them, you realize, what terrible people they are. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what hor and and pretty sure dad secretly on the down low was a gay. There's every implication he and the uh, PE coach at the high school, but of course it's all wrapped up in this every episode they have to be sitting in church and little moral oral the son Doesn't trying to figure it. out how <laughs> how he can make God happy today. It's brilliant writing, and it's um, fascinating, and it's all claymation. Yes. You know, another religious show that I loved when I was younger but never realized was religious was Quantum Leap. Wait, what? Quantum Leap. What? Quantum Leap wasn't religious. Very religious. I don't remember it being religious. I loved that show. There was a lot of God in what you should and shouldn't do. Sam Beckett, right? Yeah, Yeah, Sam Beckett. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Al... That you know. was so good. There, go back and, and watch it. Like I, to the point where I only got a couple. I tried to rewatch it like as an adult to you know relive some of the, the glory yeah. days. Yeah, because I would actually ditch class just to stay home and watch reruns of Quantum Leap. But um, and uh, yeah, I got like three episodes in, and I was like, I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> it's just too too Christiany for wow, me. Wow. Now I need because I remember watching Quantum Leap when I was a when I was a kid. St- like I would be saying the night at my grandmother's. It came on Wednesday nights. And I watched because I was one of those cool kids when I was young. I had a television in my room. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, kids nowadays, they don't understand that having a TV in your room makes you cool. It was a yeah. big, big deal. I had a little black and white screen in mine. I had, a, <laughs> I had one of those small black and white TVs for a while. And then my mom got me my own, like, actual large size TV. Wow. It's like oh. In color? In color. Oh, well, because they had color when you were born. So on your, because I, I, I had a little, I had a little color 12 inch television in my room. Uh-huh. And when you change the channel, it went click, click, yep. click. Oh yeah. Click. <laughs> Mine too. Mine was a little black and white and it was like, I don't know, yeah, what, yeah. 13 inches? Yeah, my little 13 inches, inches or... and about 650 pounds because it came in a cabinet that was like. <laughs> yeah. And I would have to get up and turn the thing. Click, I, click, there's enough click. glass in the CRT tube to make a windshield on a 59 yes. Buick. Yeah. Oh, probably more. <laughs> Those things were super thick. It just sucked because the living room TV had color. Well, living room TV and my grandmother's was one of the floor (laughs) models with the like wooden. um, Oh, the ginormous. Yeah. Yeah. Those are freaking heavy. Yeah. There was no moving that Built-in speakers. and. Mm Mm-hmm. The antenna on the back. Xylophone, if you lift the lid. Not xylophone. What do you call it? Yes, the xylophone on one end. (laughs) That's how you get the music. Here's a beautiful AM radio, an eight-track player, and a xylophone. That's for all your hi-fi needs, <laughs> a top 24 hat. inches measured diagonally and a 32-inch xylophone. <laughs> all in a fine wooden cabinet. Did, did you learn how to play a xylophone? <laughs> what? Did you learn how to use a xylophone? I didn't, but my son did. Oh, speaking of my son, I have to tell you guys something really funny. He came over to make dinner for me for my birthday. A did you leave toys out ago. again? N- no, but we were talking about the podcast he is under the impression that I do a and d podcast. And somehow I was like, no, not, oh, wait, no, wait, yeah, that podcast. He goes, you must be talking about a different dungeon. And I, oh. and I, and I, looked, at, I looked at Lord Rooster and he just, we both just were like, oh, God. <laughs> not the conversation that you're ready to no. have yet. Mm-mm. Or ever. 
<laughs> He's 21. Uh, I know. 21. I was I a know. baby when I met you. I know. Literally. Literally. Crawling. Yes. Couldn't walk yet. Wow. Literally. Uh, That's where I learned about Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues. Yeah. <laughs> that was man whore. Man oh, yeah. whore. No, that's not it. Hold on. Hold on. Wrong, wrong song. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Hey, you know, Greedy's not here today. We, Did I, you I, notice? Is that why this podcast is going so well? <laughs> Ooh. Shit. You can um, edit that out, right? I'm not going to. <laughs> but but he's he's at work and and that's acceptable. We get that, right? Yeah. But he um he did put something in our show notes. In the in the rundown? In okay. the rundown. Um from the road, he says. From the road. Would you like me to read it? Please do. And I know nothing about this, so We'll, we'll see what you guys know. Okay. As Klingon sex is basically violent wrestling, then they probably don't have kink clubs. So do they have underground vanilla clubs where they might go for soft, passionate missionary love? Here's the That's funny so thing. That's so funny. Okay. Well, that's genius. Here's it's the funny great. thing. I've actually heard that theory before. It's hilarious because it's like, yeah, if you're just having regular sex as a Klingon, everybody's you know, screaming and yelling and biting and clawing at each other. Throwing against the walls. Exactly. And picking you up. Off exactly. But, you know. That's the, the kind I like. The true kinky sex for. I'm a Klingon. <laughs> we need to get her an outfit where the bottom half of her boobs show. I, I was just thinking yeah. like, so we're going to do that? No, but what I was going to say is the Klingons really are into the uh, kinky world of Klingons. Open the door. It's just people cuddling. <laughs> it's a cuddle puddle. Do you people, know anything about People come about in Klingons? bringing flowers and candy. I, Klingons are the one with like the, the ridges, the rigid foreheads. Yes. Yeah, bumpy foreheads. Okay. No, I don't know anything no, about them other than that. Violent. I know that they have their own language that people know. Yep. That's so weird. Do people did, know another language? Did you hear the story about the man who had custody of his two children and all they knew was Klingon and he was feeding them raw meat and just wow. uneducated and... I had not heard about this. Yeah, so this is your old buddy Shock Doc reminding you that Klingons <laughs> are imaginary. You can enjoy the show, but you're not a goddamn Klingon. Yeah, like CPS came in, or the police, or whoever it was, and probably these both <laughs> kids were old enough. You know, I don't know. Don't quote me, but they were old enough to know better. But they were eating raw meat. They were speaking Klingon only. Just because you're old enough doesn't mean that you, you know, know better. Yeah. No, well, they had been dewormed. Their role model. Did this to them, but I'm just saying. I'm saying they were old enough to go to school. Yeah. They were oh, okay. old enough. They were that age. They weren't child toddlers. They were like two years old. Right, right. They oh. were they were school age. How's wow. that? They were school age children. Gotcha. That's like somebody. Uh, well, I guess that wouldn't be terrible. People that uh, go for the Jedi lifestyle, that wouldn't be nearly as bad. I don't think. Well, it, to, to, to live a philosophy, you know, the, you take the best of this and sort of create your own religion because it's kind of how every religion was made up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can see the, the worth in that. To pretend I'm an alien and that my children are an alien. I, I, they not. don't have the those alien internals. Right. Because as I remember on an episode of, uh, not, D, not DS9, um, Next Generation, Worf basically gets killed but uh dr crusher's like no he has to live he has to live and then warp comes back and she's like oh yeah klingons they have almost double of everything cat 
like a cat? Double organs. Nine Double legs. organs, oh, basically. Okay. Because they're a warlike race, and over time, their body has developed to make sure that they survive. That's but harder crazy. to kill. I didn't know. Yeah, harder to kill. The implication was they were harder to kill. Yeah. Because of the backup organs. Got it. Right. Huh. Liver number two. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's why you uh, drink that Klingon ale. <laughs> wow. Anyway, well, thanks, Greedy, for that. I don't know. I, I think I would be really disturbed if I walked to a secret club under a building down a basement and I opened the door and it was all just like Cut, cuddling lights and all these soft pillows and, you know, Barry Manilow playing and, <laughs> or who's the white dude, Barry White or Johnny White. What a, Ironically, some, Barry White wasn't it, white. <laughs> Barry White is not no, white well, at who, all. Who's the sexy romantic singer dude? That's Barry, Barry White. White. Barry White. The very yeah. baritone. So Barry White's, you know, playing and then it's just all these rough, Looking. Cling on body, just in fuzzy pajamas in, in cuddle mode. Yeah, wearing onesies with unicorns. So here's my thing. <laughs> I think that, I'd be really disturbed. That just made me think something. So it is a commonly known thing, at least I assume commonly known, that at many nerd conventions there's usually a sex party of some sort happening. Is there really? Yes. What kind? Like people in costume, like oh, in cosplay. Yeah. Oh, cosplay. Oh, not, not even furries too. Oh, okay. It depends on which kind of convention you're at. Well, yeah, but the furries, they say they don't really have sex. That's not really it. Well, I would say there are some, but... Yeah, but okay. No, but what I was saying is, it's a common thing like, hey, she looks cute in her cosplay. He looks looks sexy in his cosplay. Let's go have sex as our characters. So I'm just thinking of a bunch of Klingons, well, people who cosplay as Klingons, doing exactly that. Let's go have the the, uh, forbidden forbidden sex. They just all cuddle each other. She dresses up as a Karen? Oh God! Oh, the Klingons are having for- forbidden sex. Is yeah, that what? yeah. Oh, for- forbidden sex. Yeah, the, the soft and June and Ward Cleaver. Oh God! They have separate beds. Klingons dressed as June and Ward Cleaver. Oh no! Having vanilla daytime sex with the lights off. They're doing no, no, no. The fifties. It can't be daytime. <laughs> what is that fetish? The fifties. Nineteen fifty lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. 50s household. Household. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. And yeah. when you were discussing in a previous podcast, you were discussing this fetish that you could be this or you'd be that, that you would be very good with a 1950s household yeah. where you dress like it, I Love Lucy yeah. and you take care of the home stuff and you're available for sex on demand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I said in that particular podcast, I don't make enough money for that, but dear God, if I did, yes. Is that right. a bad way to go? And that's kind of like almost the rockabilly thing. Has a lot of that implications to it because the clothing is very cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. The rockability yeah. is that time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it, a pink lady sweater. There you go. Yes, I do. Can, do you have can a I, poodle I, skirt? I don't. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What? That's okay. I was going to jump topics. Can I go back to a topic that you guys were discussing previously in a podcast that I was listening to? Please Absolutely. do. The, sure. Does it have tentacles? No, it's slavery. Oh, okay. Ooh, slavery. So we were you were discussing slavery and the oh, wait, DS concept com- <laughs> compared to the deep... <laughs> Horrific. Jesus Christ. Well, that's kind of my point. Oh, God. I wanted to contribute a tiny bit of information to this. I love you. A tiny bit of information to this. Just an opinion Please to, do. To, to bring this together. Because I actually had to come to my own understanding with this when we got into the lifestyle. And so many people were wanting, seemed to be interested in a master-slave relationship. But for me, it also has this horrific history, especially in the United States, with the actual slavery. And the difference that I, I basically could see is actually the consent aspect of it. 
Mm-hmm. Genuine slavery, no one has any consent. You're stolen. You're kept. You're you you would are against your will. What is done to you, you would not be doing if you could prevent it. Slavery is that. In the DS relationship, is we've agreed to this power exchange. Right. And the reality is, at any point, either of those partners can go, yeah, no, I'm done. I know we, that's what we talked about, and we signed that adorable piece of paper, but you fucking pissed me off, and I'm out the door now, and you're not actually in a cage and held against your will. And that's really where the, the significant difference lies, is in that DS relationship, there's consent to be there, to be as part of that. And that is, that's where it's more palatable to me as an interaction as a compared to this horrific thing from history. I get you. Also, real quick to touch on something you said, I really do want to get a cage for, like the for the dungeon, because I've talked to they multiple people. I've talked to multiple people that. <laughs> Lala, you're raising your hand. They also occupy you want a, a lot of floor space. <laughs> That's one thing they do occupy. Yeah, I know. Space. That's on like. Right. Uh, it'd be great to have. Ooh, put stand up cages take up less space. Not as but popular. But not as popular right? No, I was gonna say get a cage for the uh, quiet playroom. <laughs> oh, there you go. Not really enough room, though. You, you could, depends on it, how big your cage you get. Depending on your income and your resources, you yeah. could have somebody build a cage that's also a massage table. So Ooh. the cage is beneath the massage table. Do you table. remember that cage that I modeled in with you yes. in Fresno? Very much That like was that. basically a massage. It could have been it a was massage a, It was table. A, a, a cage about the length of a massage, a massage table, table with a padded top. Yeah, I've, I've seen those before. Like, before I moved out here, I uh, went to a play party, and there was one of those, like, that looks fucking you amazing. You probably still have that photo on your profile. I where do. Where you're in the cage and you're hanging on to, to my your... leg in the leather pants. Yeah. Yes. Such a good picture. And Lala just went to her happy place. Oh, yeah. She went to La La Land. <laughs> it was yeah, uh, La La Land. That was our first time going to the ball in Fresno. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was the black and white ball. Yeah. That's how long ago that was. <laughs> it was my first ball. Before that so color? Not... Huh? Before that color? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, the year was after no that color. was in living color. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, you could do what you want to do. <laughs> and my apologies for sidetracking the conversation to that. But that was, I felt, something that was important to me to add to that conversation. I, I think there I was something else that you wanted to share about a previous episode. Um, Jesus fucking Christ, it was the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> okay. The Andy Griffith show. And the movie was Pacific Rim. Okay? God damn it. No. And, and chastity... No. <laughs> Is its own fetish. Yes, it can be part of cuckolding, but it's its own goddamn fetish. Now, Whether re- voluntary or with, through implements, it's its own goddamn fetish. Hold on, real quick. With the cuckolding, Lala, you seem confused when we brought that up earlier. The cuckolding? Yeah. What was that you, see? What about... Somebody was confused about cuckolding. No, I was, spe- I was clarifying. I know you were clarifying, but when you used the word earlier, one of them got confused like, huh? <laughs> because, no, I was listening to him and... and Share your um, uh, the, the dictionary. Origi- the original version of cuckolding <laughs> was that when you were unknowingly raising someone else's child, your spouse had been, un- been unfaithful, and now they were pregnant, and you thought it was yours, but it wasn't, and you ended up raising someone else's child. And it comes from the fact that the cuckoo bird flies into a nest of another bird, pushes the original set of eggs out, lays new eggs, leaves, the, the bird that lives in that nest comes back, and raises the cuckoo's chicks, never realizing that's not their own chicks. Until they hatch. It's like, 
This doesn't look like me. No, they don't no, even, even notice after. them. They just, hatch the, they just hatch them and raise them, and the chicks leave and repeat oh, the process. Interesting. And they're never aware that those weren't the original eggs. They weren't the original chicks. And I'm not sure how that mechanism works, but that's, that is how the cuckoos reproduce. But you Could would you think... imagine being one of those birds, and you're just like, fuck, my kids are ugly as and fuck. huge. <laughs> yeah. Because a, a cuckoo bird is actually relatively large compared to a sparrow and that kind of thing. But you would think that the bird would smell the difference. I'm not sure how they masked well, that. Because that they say, think. don't touch baby chicks. Don't touch Well, yeah, but that could be an old the... wives' tale. I don't True. know that that's genuine oh. science. And it could depend on the, the different kinds of birds, too. But yeah, that, so that was the original idea of cuckolding, was you were un, usually unknowingly raising someone else's children. And then that went into your partner or your spouse is out having sex with others, but you're not doing that. I bet that happens so much. It's probably still how it I was going to say that probably happened a lot in his, you know, in the back in the day, but then I realized that if it happened a lot back in the day, it's happening a lot now. So it, still, it is. Like, so there was an not... interesting genetic research that that shows how often people raised other people's children. Oh, and in one small town in this, uh, uh, I believe it was in Ireland. When they look back at the genetic code, they could go back something like, I don't know, 100, 150 years, uh-huh. and 25% of the town was fathered by one guy. <laughs> Whoa. There was one probably really attractive guy in this little village, and he was knocking attractive up women. Attractive and potent. And very potent. Very was it Sean potent. Connery? Yes. That would have been Scotland. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you Which mi- now, may, except that he's from Scotland, not Ireland. Oh, yeah. well, maybe what you it missed was last Scotland ep- town. <laughs> what you missed last episode, did, he died. I know, and I was very sad to hear that. Yes. But I'm glad you covered and it. And you know what? I, I, as a as an actor, I'm a big Sean Connery fan. You know, because I've known him since I was a, a small child, and and really liked his his acting. And he could be basically just do almost anything. Pretty much. But he also had his failings because he had battles with alcohol. Yeah. And he Don't was most he was known to not always be consensual with the way he slapped his partners around. So you know, he was human and yeah. had his failings. But because he was an incredibly popular actor. A lot of that was overlooked, especially at the time. Yeah. When, when you guys were talking about what what is your favorite movie that Sean Connery was in, I was yelling, Hunt for Red October! Hunt for Red October! And you guys weren't saying it and weren't saying, Hunt for Red October! And then finally at the end, oh, Hunt for Red October. Yeah, that was really good. I was like, yes! You're welcome. <laughs> give me, give me You're one welcome. ping. Thank you, I'm yes. A, a single ping. <laughs> You're just lucky I didn't say Crimson Tide. Oh, I don't know if I... It's another submarine movie, but I don't yeah, think he's yeah, in yeah. it. Oh, okay. I'm like, I don't think I saw that and one. And if you want to laugh, is that he, he made a movie in the early 70s. It was a sci-fi movie. And there's these very famous pictures. Oh, I know one you're talking about. And these weird boots and this weird-looking plastic outfit that's just a, a oh. like an oversized set of suspenders going into his crotch. Yep. Yeah. I can't remember the name weird. of it, but it started with a Z, I think. Something like that, yeah. Zold something. I remember seeing the meme, but I don't think I ever saw the movie. I've never seen the movie. I've I don't only believe seen anybody it. saw the movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting to be watched in some vault someplace. It sounds vaguely familiar. I think I saw it. Xanadu? <laughs> Zoolander? No. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Though, oddly, I remember a line from Xanadu. Right at the end, Zeus is talking to Hera, and she, and she says something about time, and uh, he says, well, forever. Or just for a moment. I keep getting the two confused. <laughs> I've never heard of Xanadu. Xanadu. Oh, a rock disco movie with a lot of skating. Roller skating. A lot of music from the Bee Gees, Very if 80s. I remember. Oh, and ABBA. A lot of music from ABBA. Was it 80s or 70s? It was uh, early 70s. 80s. Early oh. 80s. Okay. Like, like 80, 81. It was good. It, it's a cute film, but boy, is it a 
age a glimpse bat. at a time. <laughs> yeah, it's a time capsule. It's probably would be really hard to watch now. There are lots of movies like that. Yeah, but it, but it basically, it's a musical about this muse who shows up at a roller disco. Of all places. Are you guys following me so far? Yeah. <laughs> and a guy falls in love with her. Because and she's then her, And then uh, uh, Zeus and Hera are upset that she's dating a guy from the wrong side of the universe. <laughs> the wrong side of the universe. Yeah, like West Side Story. I have a random question for you guys. Okay. Was there a movie in like a younger you watched that it actually changed your outlook on life? Hmm. I wouldn't say so. I, now, I did get a lot of um, understanding of how a man is supposed to behave and what's classy and not from movies. To me, nothing is classier than Gary Grant, Cary Grant showing up at the Oscars about 1958 in a black um, uh, tuxedo with a pencil-thin tie and his hair slicked back, just absolutely to the nines. You know, that's still, to me, the, the epitome of classy. So this is what shock looks like on a regular basis if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've always got a pencil-thin tie on at all times. All the time. All the time. Those came back really popular in the 90s. I remember in junior I, high. I, I have a couple were... of them. I still love wearing them. Yeah. And pants ironically, pants. I'm actually wearing real pants this afternoon, which I've only done about twice since uh, the pandemic showed up. Not chaps. <laughs> I can't wear real pants because life and pandemic and... Well, ordinarily, Chub. it's... <laughs> I'm wearing pants, but they're blue Wait, polyester. Wait, what? Hold on. Continue, you thief. Does Lala have a dick? <laughs> That's the problem. She what? keeps getting a chubby. She said you can't wear pants because of the chub. She's all chubbed up and it shows, so she has to wear these baggy pants. <laughs> Meaning I gained weight oh. because... It's okay. the biggest clitoris you've ever seen in your life. So I, I came to a realization. I don't know if I shared this with you guys. We're going to have to start calling her Battleborn. Oh, okay. God. It may be a rerun. So you guys, listeners, you probably know that I had... That I almost died and got my girl gets removed so that I wouldn't almost die again. So, you know when you fix an animal, a dog or a cat, you get them fixed, yeah. spayed, yeah. neutered, and they suddenly gain weight and they have like extra weight and saggy skin and they're just suddenly weird looking? No. I think that happens to girls too. Well, because anything, anything that changes your hormone balance can, can yeah. affect you that way. So I gained but did they take your weight. ovaries out? Well, that's where your hormones come from. I can't help it. Uh, this is my story. <laughs> Shock, I think you have offended the lady. No, no, no. I'm not offended. I'm just, just giving input. I'm, is, I, I don't have all the answers. This is, this, is my, this is my excuse for why I've gained oh, weight. Oh, yes. Absolutely. This is definitely the right, hysterectomy. Right, right, right. It's the hysterectomy. Plus, the pandemic. Staying home for six weeks off my feet for the hysterectomy and then another what two months of doing nothing because i couldn't and then you went hiking well then there was that well plus there's so fucking much chaos in the united states right now and, 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 and everything's food. so stressful yes i just want to eat candy we can't get together with our community we can't mm -hmm. have play events we can't no. escape into that mm -mm. we're stuck at home we hardly can't travel so yeah uh Potato chips and chocolate yep. become our friends. Yeah. Actually, Shock, you just uh, sparked a thought um, from one of our previous episodes. Uh, we were talking about what happens when people that host events just no longer do. Oh, right. Well, when as away. you guys mentioned, if the community has a need, the way it was filled originally was someone stepped up to do it. 
You were talking about, Greedy Paul was talking about he had been hosting with Wednesday. Right, which I didn't realize initially. And prior to that um, was another fellow. Uh, so Jacob Spades had originally been our Wicked Wednesday host. Oh. And uh, Greedy Paul and his mistress then hosted it regularly. And when Master Bear moved into the community, uh, he took it over for them, So, which was a great relief for them to not have to do that many goddamn events every month. Um, but, yeah, if there's a need to the community, once it's possible – then someone will step up to fill the need or a variation on that theme. It's it's just like when a movie night was not being able to be held and Thief stepped up yeah, and you started hosting it. It's the same thing. And just like um, the, the Littles, they had a club and it wasn't working out for whoever was running it. And so someone else stepped up. It just, if, if the community a- finds... Helps each other. Right? I'm thinking of his um, dress park. Life finds a way. It, it, does. it doesn't have to be one person either. Like I, like I was, I think talking to you guys about the Wicked Wednesday thing was. I don't feel like I could be that person because I don't have that outgoing aspect where I like stand up and hey, greet everybody and how are you doing? Come sit down. Like I just sometimes introvert to the point where I just want to like sit there and just stare at my phone all the time. And be like, hey, and then just go back to my phone. So I couldn't be that person, but I'm more than willing to be a part of that person, that that group of people. I was like, a part of that person? Well, I was trying to think, you know, I didn't want to say group Mostly of the people peeps. because then they just think Mostly of the group. So you need a backup person. You right. Need, like, you you want to be the, the sidekick. But I mean, it just... In, to the super, super social heroes. Not so much about Wicked Wednesday, but just about any of the groups that lose somebody who runs it, uh-huh. is it doesn't have to be one person to take it over. It could be a couple. True. Like, yep. uh, we did that with one of the groups here, um was I, I didn't feel comfortable being the sole person because there was a lot of uh, females that came to it and I was like one of the only males. And so I didn't want, you know, I didn't think they would be comfortable like with me leading it so The whole time. Yeah. And so somebody helped. Well, and the latest iteration of Wicked Wednesday is not how it's always been. It hasn't always been where this one individual basically takes the reins and looks out across and goes, that's a new person I've never met before. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go meet them. I'm going to explain the rules to them. I'm going to bring them up to speed about how they're expected to behave in this location while we're out in public. And just make sure that they realize that, you know, they're seen and they're welcome and here's your rules and et cetera. Don't be afraid. For a good deal of time, it was we just got together at a place and when people would come up, people would go, oh, hi, hi. You know, and that was about as formal as it was. That's, so it wasn't always as it, you're familiar with it. What was it, 2013 or 14, I think, when I first started going to Wicked's. And my first time there, I didn't I didn't sit at the table. I was too nervous. Well, actually, I didn't even notice the table. I thought you guys were a group of four people playing pool in the back. And when I went up to see them, they were just like, who are you? And I was wow. like, oh. And so I just left. And then the second time, I saw the, the group was huge, and I was like, how the hell did I miss this? <laughs> but I was too – I sat at the bar, ordered, like, one beer, and then and left, didn't meet anybody. The third time is when I actually walked up to the group, and everybody was – well, not everybody, but, like, everybody that I could see in my immediate little area that I walked up to was like, hey, sit down, grab a seat, how's it going? And then I think it was you and Greedy that walked up randomly and, like, introduced yourselves and made me feel like, okay, I'm, I'm welcome here. Like, and it was – and then I sat at like the greatest table that I could have got at the time, just the people that were there. It was, uh, it was very like I didn't want to leave. Like we stayed, 
Did you close the place down? Yeah. And then in the parking lot, we all stood around. Well, not all of us, but I mean, a lot of people stood around talking for a good hour and a half afterwards, just hanging out in the parking that's lot. That's happened. Well, <laughs> well, you know, there's no one format that's perfect for everybody that's that's new, that's coming in to take that dip in their toe in the pool, as it were. Because I've heard plenty of complaints over the years of, oh, well, I went to an event at a munch or whatever it was at some place that's, you know, let's say major metropolitan city. Everybody was talking to their own friends. Nobody said hi to me. When I said hi to them, they just barely acknowledged me. And so I sat over here by myself for an hour and a half and then I left. But when you go, so we've always tried to be more, a little more welcome or warm. But there's also people that want to come in and not be noticed. And right. sometimes when you greet them, that scares them off. So, you know, there's no, there's no perfect solution to that. But we always like to err on the side of, you know, let's make sure that person realizes that we're here and they're welcome, et cetera. There is a, there is a way. You just have to become a mind reader. Mm. Once you master that, Shock, teach me, boom, we got this. I, I told you one, one point, uh, I've, I've said this story before, uh, it was the munch. The munch is an hour of just socializing. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of that hour, a gentleman comes in and sits at the back table. I happened to be leaving the front table where we hosted the the official portion at the top of the hour, mm-hmm. and it was almost that. So I got up to go to the restroom. As I went by, I made a point to introduce myself, shake his hand, welcome to our munch. This is your first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to the bathroom. When I got back, he was fucking gone. Wow. His hope was to sit in the back and not be noticed, and I ruined that <laughs> by coming by and introducing myself and trying to make him feel welcome. But I'll go ahead, Lala. Not that, not that that wasn't a red flag, because to me that was a red yeah, flag. Yeah, No, if you're still talking about munches, no, no, please. I was just gonna say, if any listeners are out there that that are interested in taking over Wicked Wednesday, you're not locked into the way they did it. If you no. have different ideas, right. if you have a new location, if you want to try somewhere Maybe where Wednesday you can isn't be your more night. physical, like playing pool or whatever. It doesn't have to be what it has been. You can put a twist to it as long as people are welcome mm-hmm. and new people are also introduced and welcomed. That's Those are the two main things, I think. You right? kind of taught a little bit about the group as a whole, too. Like, the consent is a very important thing. You know, like, just basic parts of, I think... I don't know. It's it's you go to Wicked Wednesday to kind of learn about the community that you're wanting to join. You, you get a um, a, a sampler pl- platter. Yeah, uh, and if you thought you were swinging by for a quick piece of ass, eh, <laughs> not here. No, right. yeah. that's not how it works. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, that's all. Which I is a shame say. because you know, yeah. oftentimes barbecue and a quick piece of ass. That's a pretty good combination. <laughs> well, I mean, the parking lot's big. I know. Right. I mean, yeah. have you seen some of the yeah, uh, beautiful women that, that come to the? I have. Man. Some of the what? Beautiful women that come. They come? <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. I'll be here all night. <laughs> I totally interrupted you by sharing that. What's what's your, your greatest thing that you can do sexually? Well, women come, I hope. Oh. That's great. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> Are you, who are you asking? Nope, that was, was a, just, joke. a statement from what he said. Huh? I'm. S- he was doing a play on words. I missed that completely. And that's our la la for the for this episode. Yeah, I'm totally lost. I have no I, idea. What there you're may have been about. a lot of people. I thought you were really you know, asking you know what? a question. She's off in la la land. Ah. I was like, what can I do that's really good sexually? 
I don't know. It depends on your partner, too. Yeah. Like, that's one of those things that, like, Shock was talking about. Like, you may have mastered something with one partner, and you're like, all right, I got that. That is my go-to. If, if nothing else is working, I can always use that. And, and then try it on somebody, and they're just like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Never. So when I was but a young buck and learning the ways of how to please women, I listened to porn and stupid people saying, use your tongue to make the al- to, to spell the alphabet. It'll that be great. That was not in any porn. That was your friends. It may have just been my friends. That was all of our friends saying that. Was that. An, that that's was... an actually an old stand-up comedy routine. Oh, okay. Did you do it? I did. We and all did it. Oh, Lala? you did? Yeah. Yes. Every, every guy at a certain time, when they're initially learning, tries that. And how did it go? Well, they didn't say anything to me directly about it. But then maybe a year or two later, I was talking to somebody, I was talking to somebody about it to an, another guy friend, and he laughed. And then the girl that happened over here was like, never do that. We don't like that shit. I Wait, like, oh. but I don't think you'd even, okay, uh, I, as a woman with a vagina, I don't think I'd be able to tell that you were trying to do the ABCs, I, to I be believe honest. this was a Sam Kinison bit, and Sam Kinison's been dead since like 1990. So it's probably, it probably was just something like that, just that I heard. and These things become mythological. Yeah, do. we heard it. Like that was the thing when I was growing up too, it was, it was the alphabet. And so... We would try it, or we did it because we thought that's what you did. Like we didn't yeah. know any better, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that the girls we were doing it to it was their first times too, so they didn't know any. And maybe like, they thought that was, just, was what oral sex was. Right, like yeah. I exactly. Licks the alphabet, and um, I, maybe I'm not into. That. Oh wait, yeah. licks the alphabet on yeah. the outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you meant C. stick the tongue inside and then try yeah. to move your tongue in the alphabetical. Well, what I that probably <laughs> would have worked would better. Actually, what so I good. what I ended up doing was I and I know this is not going to be believable to a lot of people. I found the clit <laughs> on accident. Yeah, because I didn't know what I was doing I'm down there. I'm trying to figure uh-huh. out why this is such a difficult thing to do. Well, when, I discovered a fair number of clitorises, and it was well, not a goddamn mystery. No, when I was anatomically, you know. Well, here's the thing: when I was young, <laughs> and I didn't know that I was supposed to be looking for that. Ah. That's what I'm saying. And I did, and I somehow like, huh? Well, here, let me just do the alphabet around this thing. Okay. Well, let's see how <laughs> let's see how sexually aware the two of you are then. You do realize that the part of the clit we're all familiar with, and we think the clit, uh-huh. that's just the external portion of the organ. Correct. Right? So that is an erectile tissue, and what is wrapped around the opening of the vagina is the rest of the erectile tissue, mm-hmm. which if, as zygotes are, um, that's not the proper term, but as a small fetus, we all start out female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're all basically equipped with the same things. And as we begin to gestate, if you become a male... What would have been ovaries drops down. What would have been labia becomes a scrotum. What would have been the erectile tissue of the clitoris forms the two erectile tissues that make up the shaft of the penis. And what would have been the head of the clitoris becomes the head of the penis. So those nerves are all in the same places. Those erectile tissues are all in the same places. They just grow to different amounts. But wrapped around the walls of the vagina is that actual erectile tissue so your stimulating clitoris isn't just the piece on the outside, right. but it's also the primarily the entrance to the vagina itself. That's why it's so hard for a lot of guys to find it because they don't realize all of that. And well, we get puffy too. That's the, that's yeah. the erectile tissue. Do you remember Puffy Puffy Princess? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Well, after after um, energetic use of her adorable lady parts. 
They'd be swollen and delightful, and you know, I'm I'm a very visual individual. Puffy, and puffy I had princess. referred to her on more than one occasion about her being a puffy, puffy princess, to which she hated and loved. <laughs> and this has been Shockdog's educational hour. <laughs> hey kids, about La La's land, buddy Shockdog. Oh yeah, kind of, huh? La La Land. La La Land. La La's land. La La's land. Oh my goodness. Well, it's. I'm sad that I don't get to have my own show, but gonna, I'm really happy to be back to Gotham Press Podcast. I'm glad be, you're back, too, because I really didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be happy with your own segment next time? Yeah, I'm going to have to really think about it and figure it out. But uh, yes, yeah, we'll and, do a La La's Land And segment. then we'll even see if we can get a guest for your I was going to say, segment. this could backfire horribly on us. Why? People could be like, well, I was going to come in for the podcast, but I really just want to do Lala's well, plan. What if, what if she's the Urkel of the show? She, I mean, the has Ur- she not been already? What does that yeah, mean? Family Matters was not a show about the next door About neighbor. Steve Urkel. It was, family Matters was a story about the dad and the kids and, and the all family. the quirky features. And one day they had a wacky neighbor pop in. It was like second episode, wasn't it? Something like that. And he was so popular, the show became about him. Yep. <laughs> Reginald Van Johnson became playing second string to this bit player, Jaleel White, right? Yeah, Jaleel and, White. And the Urkel took off and became the show. I used to love that show. <laughs> you loved Urkel? I did. Like everybody did. Well, that, yeah. You understand the implications. What if your segment becomes the Urkel of the Gotham Press? Oh, podcast? it wouldn't, though. Just say that, but we we all know the popular member of this cast. Yes. yes. But Lala, telling them that puts the fear in them. <laughs> That'll make them try harder. Up. <laughs> or I'm leaving, yeah. We can't do my compete own with the puffy part. <laughs> and the snort. Welcome yes. to the puffy, puffy princess hour. You that was snort. me. Just now? No, that was me. Oh, that was you. That was huh. me. Okay. I do snort, though, but that wasn't me this time. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Lala. Don't worry. We're going to get your segment. We're going to get it all worked out. And then your segment's going to be like this. Okay. And now we're going to switch over to Lala's Land. And now we're going to switch over to La La's Land. And now we're going to switch over to the Gotham Press. <laughs> and it'll be just long enough that we could like run ads over it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, God. Either that or what you do is you, you do a lot of buildup. Uh-huh. A lot of intro. She, Hi, this is La... And that's all the time we had for La La's Land today. <laughs> and you just go right back to the show. Uh, no. No, we wouldn't do that. Then she would pout the whole time. I would. I'm a, I do pout. Oh, you fucking tell me. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners love hearing the pout. <laughs> they can tell. They can hear it? I oh, yes. That's a cute face right there. <laughs> she says that she points that's it because off. Because when your when your bottom lip Thank is stuck you. out, it's rating up against the uh, the spit mo- the spit screen. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> She's thinking, is it? Is it? <laughs> listeners, you don't see how adorable she is when she does that. Oh, my goodness. Is it time to say goodbye? Uh, well, do you have any final thoughts? I don't have any final thoughts at the moment. I might, if you come back around to me. Hey, Thief. Yeah. Final thoughts? Hydrate. Hey, that's a good one. That's very good. You know what? 90% of humanity is dehydrated. I don't think they even know it. They don't. They don't. Yeah. They're like, well, what did you drink today? And they're like, well, I had a soda at lunch and then. You got to drink more water. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Should I stop eating the desk packets then? Think about this. Your body is asleep for eight 
seven to eight hours, you're mm-hmm. not putting any moisture in your body. So the first thing you should do when you wake up in the morning is drink a glass of water. Or go to the bathroom. Both. <laughs> not at the same time. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it doesn't just immediately go all the way. Do you know <laughs> that some toilets, most toilets are more sanitary than sinks? Ew. I was not yeah. aware of that fact. You could drink water right out of the no, toilet and then c- use the bathroom. Hell no. Why? I think the tank part, the back where it fills up with water. The bowl's but not? The bowl, hell no. Why? You're the only one pissing in it. I'm not. Your husband and your son, they're missing hitting the floor probably. <laughs> <laughs> Warning. These opinions are not <laughs> approved by the Gotham Press podcast. Please don't drink out of toilets. Yeah, don't do that. God. Unless it's your fetish. Well, I, yeah. Somebody's fetish. <laughs> Usually, I don't see them drinking out of the toilet. Usually, I see it's them the licking ori- the seat. It's the original Rule 34. It's seat? fucking somebody's fetish. Have you no, never seen that before? No. It, I, oh, wow. Stop, okay, gross. so here. Let me let oh. me ruin something for a lot of women. This is not something I would ever do. If you've ever seen or fantasized about that great scene where you uh, on your knees in front of your man and you peel his belt open with your teeth, and you pull his zipper down with your teeth, and you pull his pants open, and you get inside of that nice fat penis. Remember, after he's visited the restroom, he zips up his pants, he buttons his pants, he puts his belt on, and then he washes his hands. Your mileage may vary. (laughs) I knew exactly where you were going when you started that. Because I work for a dentist, I don't use my teeth for that. (laughs) Because I know better. Just keep this in mind when you're fantasizing about the imagery, ladies. <laughs> I stumbled across a picture of, of some lady licking a toilet seat once. Mm-hmm. I think it was shared on like Facebook. It's like, ew, what on the fuck? Facebook? Yeah. I don't think like I've ever a, seen it on it Facebook. Was like a, it was a shaming deal. Ah. And uh, I don't know how to explain the fact that it was really fucking hot. I mean, it's not, is, yeah, it's is, not is something it the, I would the, look is up. Is it the act or the dedication? I don't do the know act? what it was. Well, the so picture dirty. itself. Is, his, his, is it your medication hot. or is it the fact that you haven't could seen be. your doctor in a while? Oh. <laughs> it could be either one of those. <laughs> I was going to say, like for me with something like that, it's I enjoy um, humiliating and humiliation play. So it's like, uh, no, I, you, I don't, it's like, oh, you think that cute mouth of yours is going to get you out of this? Lick the fucking toilet seat clean. And just seeing that, seeing that face just kind of drop or something like, huh? Now, now are you a good top? Were you, before they get there, you bleach the fucking toilet seat? I mean, they don't know that. <laughs> they that, can taste I, it. I should also say that. <laughs> they can taste let's, it. Let's keep that on the download. I, I should also say that the toilet seat was clean. You couldn't see anything that was like nasty or, or, you know, so, yeah. but I'm sure that's probably a, a a further step down that that road. It, it's know, it's not a it's not a thing in my play because it doesn't do anything for me. And the bacterial aspect of it is a bit of a turnoff. Yeah. Same thing with ass to mouth. I mean, I like oral sex. I like anal sex. I, I like analingus. But once that penis or that toy has been in that ass and in the colon, doesn't yeah. need to go anybody's mouth. No, nope. I'm good Just on me. all that. That's a lot of, of mixing of bacteria that you know. Let's don't do that. You don't want to do that to And anybody. nothing about that in porn is enjoyable to me. So, Shock, did you have any final thoughts? <laughs> I just want to say that I'm happy to be back. I appreciate uh, Lala asking me on for her premiere episode of Lala's World. Well, thank you for coming. It was wonderful. Land. I'll always come for you. Lala Land. Lala's Land. Lala's I can't even land. get it right. Lala's, Lala's Land. Lala's Land. <laughs> Lala's Land. Yeah. 
Because it's Hi, always Mr. Lala's Swala. world. <laughs> hey, there you go. What did you say? Because it's always Lala's world. Uh, Even when makes... we're at Gotham Press, because you're a micromanager. Yeah. So it's technically Lala's world. So Lala's th- land is just the podcast. Thank you for having me back on. I've had a very good time. If I can speak to our listeners, be good to each other. It's a crazy time to be alive in the United States. Be good to each other. We're all we have. Kindness, thoughtfulness, empathy. These are not negative traits in human beings. They're what makes society work. Please be good to each other. You want to come back around to you, Lala? Right now? Final thoughts? Yeah. You said it come back to you. Um, Lala's land is going to be a thing. And you will enjoy it. Or I will hunt you down. And put you in a cage. And I will, I will crop the heck out of you. What, while they're in the cage? As they go in the cage. Yes. Oh, as they go in the cage. Yes. I will use the crop to prod you, you into the cage. Are you She's going to doing... hunt them down. She's a Jaws theme. <laughs> she ate the lights. <laughs> we should have brought a bigger dungeon. <laughs> uh, Captain, do you have any final thoughts? For my final thoughts, welcome to season six. Hopefully we're going to have another glorious year. Listeners, we have yet to get any artwork for the season six logo. If you have the talent and the time and the inclination, we would love to have your artwork to represent the Gotham Press podcast in season six. Do we have any funds to pay for said artwork or are we just kind of open? I mean, it's possible. So if, if that's might be like something that somebody's think, cause I know a lot of artists are like, they're kind of against free. Yeah. Companies and, stuff like Choosy asking beggars. which you know we're, yeah we're not walmart but i mean still yeah you don't you know they might find it so hit us up maybe we can talk about that too yeah. if that's an issue there could possibly be an art budget there, there we should definitely talk about that when Nego- greedy's back negotiable yes 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 thief do you have any final thoughts nope did you did he you, gave his final thoughts already he did yeah what'd you say right like, after you, you said, said something licking the said toilet something. seat no <laughs> That was that was a, th- a thing that I thought of. What was your was final thought? Up. I don't, I don't even, remember. I didn't hear Do you it. not pay attention to the rest of us? No. And it's the... Lala's world. You can't even get your own. <laughs> you can't even get your own you title s- right. Wait, he said it's Lala's world. All the time. My podcast is Lala's land. Correct. That's true. Okay, thank but you. But guess what? What? And we are out. Bye. Puffy, puffy powder. She's a puffy powder. And in the words of the immortal Sean Connery from Medicine Man, yes, I found the cure for the plague of the 20th century and I've lost it. Haven't you ever lost anything before? Your puss, your cockies. That was good. That was good. (laughs) It's princess, by the way. Yes. I know. But he said you had a problem with the princess thing or kind of did or something. Oh, I I loved to hate it. Pointing out that her... But it sounded more like it was a personal... Pointing out that she was swollen and excited. Rather than like something somebody could call you and you'd be like, oh, I don't know. You know, (laughs) like if if somebody else did it, like called you princess, you'd be like, no. No, Like it was a personal thing between you two. Here's the thing. If we get everybody that sees Lala at the next event, whenever we can have one, to just say, hey, it's Puffy Princess. (laughs) Puffy Princess Lala. Puffy Princess Lala. Puffy Princess Lala. And then she could do the buns like the Leia. Like Princess Leia? Yeah. <laughs>
but they'd have to be really puffy. Yes. Yes. And then possibly the puffy sleeves from a bride's maid dress. Oh no! Was I just thinking of um the 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 movie that makes fun of Star Wars? Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Because in that, didn't the princess have like the huge like shoulder puffs? On her dress? I don't remember. At one point, she had really big buns. Yeah. But then she took them off like headphones. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, I don't remember that part. I just remember the dog. And apparently, we don't know how to wrap wrap up a podcast. John Candy. Yeah. (laughs) We don't know how to wrap up what? A podcast. podcast. (laughs) No, we don't. There's a lot of things I don't know how to wrap up. I believe John Candy. Whoa, hold on. 17 kids up. No, just kidding. Wow. They were being chased by Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut. (laughs) It's hard to hear what everybody's saying. What did you say? We combed the desert, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't fine shit. <laughs> I couldn't do the voice, so thank you for doing it. <laughs> and you said... Oh, the, I believe the name of the dog was Ralph. Ralph. Yes, and they were Ralph. being chased by Pizza the Hut. Nice. Oh, 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 oh. I don't no, think... no, no, barf. Barf, yes, barf, not yeah. Ralph, barf. Barf. Because he said barf, 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 yeah. barf, barf. Yeah, uh, Ralph was another <laughs> movie, King Ralph, with John Goodman, I think. Where he wrecked like all the video games? <laughs> this is not Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> I've seen way too many movies. I know way too many references. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you. We are really out this time. Bye. Bye. That also reminds me, the movie question. <laughs>